Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Dead center of the work week. Just got to get through this hump. Over this hump. I mean, if you go through it, that's totally fine with me. Generally, this time of the year, I do a face plant right into it. It does feel like that. And sometimes it leaves a mark. But because there's so much happening, the weeks do tend to fly by a little faster in a blur. Uh, So, yeah, before we know it, we'll have week six kicking off in the NFL. And I regret to inform you that the Thursday night game to start week six is about as enticing as last week. Now, I hope we actually get touchdowns. I think we will because the commanders do score touchdowns for the most part. And the Bears, they score them just not in all four quarters. (laughs) The Bears tend to have one or two really dynamic offensive plays per game. That's about it. I love David Montgomery. I think he's a fantastic running back. Um, The problem is their offense is a little easier to defend against because they don't have as many options. It's, it's, I want to say it's always one-dimensional because that's not true. We did see Justin Fields make some pretty Im- impressive throws, and he's got an arm. He's very athletic, um, but not a great offensive line still and just not enough weapons around him. So it's Bears hosting the Commanders instead of Colts on the road at the Broncos. If you wanted to torture me, you could ask me to watch that game another 10 times in a row. I wouldn't do it unless you paid me, and it would have to be a lot. If you want to pay for our trip to Phoenix in February for the Super Bowl, maybe I'll watch the game 10 more times. (laughs) It's time to have some fun. No, you're lying. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. So find me on Twitter, Radio. And if you want to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything, you can do that. Our show Twitter, I've retweeted it. So if you reply to the gigantic orange box, it's so perfect for fall. Although we use the orange year round because your host is a sucker for orange. It's therapeutic. If you ever, you, you, and, I, and not burnt orange, I mean bright orange. And no, it has nothing to do with the fact that I've been a longtime Broncos fan since age 13 or the fact that I went to Syracuse University and that their mascot is the orange. Not the orange men, by the way, just the orange. I mean, whatever. I can't make fun of, actually, I can make fun of everybody else's uh, mascots because mine was an orange, the fruit. I was a fruit. (laughs) 
I wish it was a pumpkin. That might be a little easier to stomach. Nope, I was an orange. I was a Syracuse orange. <laughs> anyway, it's actually orange predates. Well, not the Broncos part, but uh, sometime in in high school, I determined that I loved orange and it was my favorite color. So I'm pretty consistent about that. I like to wear it. I do have a bright pair of orange socks that are so much fun. Uh, and right now I have little mini pumpkins dotting the landscape in my house. I finally decorated my TV stand. I've got this kind of fun. I've got little mini pumpkins and gourds. I've got shells from my latest trip to the beach in North Carolina. Uh, they're underneath the TV uh, on the on the table or the TV stand. And so they make me happy because I can see my latest shell collection. And then I've got a photo of my grandmother. It's a black and white photo. It's in one of those cardboard type of enclosures, so almost like a card. And it's in one of the glass cabinets, and it's a photo of her when she was 19 years old. I just look at it sometimes, and I can't believe she was 19 years old. <laughs> of course she she was, but she's so beautiful. And, yeah, 19. So my uncle let me bring that photo home, the original photo home uh, when I was visiting Wisconsin a couple weeks ago. So it's on my TV stand. And then I have a couple of books there. I've decided that that's where my next books will go because I always am planning for my next book and my next book. And so that's where my next book, my next stack of books go. And then sometimes I stick my computer there too. Um, so yeah, the TV stand, a new piece of furniture, and it's got orange on it, of course, because it's that time of the year. Uh, I have not yet pulled my fall decor out, though, so that's coming soon. And producer Jay just asked me, have you made any baked goods with pumpkin yet this year? Nah, I haven't gotten to it yet, but always in October, I make pumpkin s'mores. Very much looking forward to those. Yeah. I don't think I've had, I don't think I, did I try those uh, last year? Yeah, Probably. of course you did. Yeah. In fact, I remember Greg Caserta ate one yes. and absolutely loved it. I do remember that actually. So people make the mistake of thinking pumpkin is sweet. It's actually not sweet. So it's the fruit in its organic form is not sweet. But if you throw marshmallows and chocolate on top of a graham cracker, well, it's delectable. So yes, pumpkin spores, uh, pumpkin spores. Nope, not spores. Pumpkin s'mores, one of my favorite desserts to make, but only generally in October or November. And then pretty soon it'll be time to make pumpkin pie. Pumpkin, as my niece used to say, pumpkin. pumpkin pie. So all of that to tell you I love orange, which is why our box with Ask Amy Anything is orange. So make sure that you check it out on our show Twitter after our CBS or on my Facebook page. 855-212-4227. That's our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS. So we talked about the National League, and the National League is also on display when it comes to your Wednesday playoff schedule. The Phillies at the Braves. This time, it starts at 4.30 Atlanta time, 4.30 Philly time, so not quite as early. Zach Wheeler and Kyle Wright are the starters in that game, too. And then the later game is an hour earlier, so it's 5.37 L.A. time, notoriously late-arriving crowd, uh, 5.30 San Diego time, You Darvish and Clayton Kershaw. And then on Thursday, you've got the American League. So Seattle at Houston is the early game, Cleveland at New York. And yes, I know, in Houston, it's actually an hour earlier. It's 2.30 in the afternoon, but 
you know how this goes. When the Yankees are in the playoffs with Aaron Judge, yada, 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 well, they always have to be in the primetime slot. That's just the way the ball bounces uh, because it's the Yankees, and they do absolutely uh, play favorites when it comes right. to when it comes to major market teams. Uh, so yeah, and when, by they I mean the network executives who determine which games, Major League Baseball who determines which games because they're trying to figure out which games will earn the highest ratings. And I don't just mean in the local markets. Of course, in Cleveland, regardless, they could play the game at five o'clock in the morning and people would be watching in Cleveland because the Guardians are such a great story and so beloved. Same thing with the Braves that they could play at two o'clock in the morning and people would still show up and would still be paying attention. But what MLB is doing is trying to attract the most casual viewers, the most viewers from outside these local markets because that's how they make their money. So this is where the advertising rate is set. And if you don't know anything about baseball, the reason why they're expanding the playoffs is because the more playoff games on TV, the more money they make because the networks pay for the postseason rights. And so that's what, I mean, I would love to tell you that it's because out of the goodness of their heart, they want to give you more scintillating entertainment. No, it's just because the more games, the more money. Same thing for the NFL. Why have they expanded their wild card round? Because they make more money that way. It's the cold, hard truth. So again, ask Amy anything. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. So let's begin with that game between the Guardians and the Yankees. This is the only series that is not a divisional matchup. And we know the voice of John Sterling because it seemed like every single time Aaron Judge had an at-bat over the last month, we got to hear him all over the country. Now here comes the payoff pitch. Swung on, hit in the air to left field. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone to tie the game. His first Yankee home run. Oh, I'm just wild about Harry. Harry, he homers to left center. And the Yankees tie the game at one. Swung on and hit in the air to center field. He got the job done. Straw makes a catch and kind of beloved could walk home. He trots. It's a sack fly and an RBI for Trevino. And the Yankees take a 2 1 lead. Payoff pitch. Swung on, hit high in the air to right. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Second deck. Oh, Rizzo rakes once again. <laughs> That's better. Okay, John Sterling, and you can hear Susan Waldman laughing in the background because what else are you going to do if you don't laugh? Well, then you're going to have to shed tears. See, here's the thing about John. He doesn't care. (laughs) He doesn't care about making a fool of himself, and I appreciate that about him. Uh, Yank, ow. I hit my arm, oh. Yeah, he uh, he, he is a voice that's synonymous with the Yankees. The Yankees love him. Um, And for good reason. He predates almost, uh, well, he predates all of the players. um, But pretty much anybody who's with the organization, except for the Steinbrenner family. Uh, I mean, he's a fixture with the Yankees. It's just the whole singing thing. I don't know how I feel about that. You don't want to become a joke, right? Yikes. (laughs) The two of them, though, uh, they form quite the team. I I do admire Susan. She has been through so much. She's definitely a pioneer. (laughs) And her her 
kind of peanut gallery comments or peanut gallery uh, sounds are always amusing as well. So John Sterling, Susan Waldman, and was efficient. I'll give you that. The Yankees didn't bust out the huge bats. Uh, it, they ended up with four runs on five hits. So not insurmountable, but Garrett Cole was magnificent. And for him, coming off of last year's wild card mess against the Boston Red Sox, in which he had, what was it, three home runs, three walks, he didn't get out of the fourth inning. He's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, he was. That was also the, to cap the year in which uh, there was there were questions about his sticky tack or pine tar or spider tack. <laughs> it's all the same, right? They just come up with different names for it. They disguise it. It's like PEDs. They just kept coming up with different ways to, to uh, brand them and to package them. Anyway, he got blown up last year in the, the wild card game against the Red Sox. It was brutal. And he was asked about whether or not he was nervous coming back and pitching again. And, and he said no. Um, and so uh, as much as I believe he wasn't nervous, there's still always that memory. I mean, we're humans, right? So we we sometimes can't escape our biggest fears, nor can we escape our worst memories. But he goes six and a third in this one. He allows just a single run on four hits and a walk, and he strikes out eight. And multiple times, his ability to strike out batters got him out of some tough situations. He threw 101 pitches in this one. And so uh, one of the big moments that I was watching and kind of thinking, man, the, the Guardians are about to break this open or, or at least score a bunch of runs uh, to, to take the lead, top of the third, they leave the bases loaded. Uh, and so they have multiple opportunities in this one, and Terry Francona certainly knows that. It's just Garrett Cole, he's a veteran, and multiple times worked himself out of sticky situations. Ha ha. I thought we did a really good job early, you know, driving this pitch count up. And then he had a real quick fourth inning that kind of got him back into the game where he was able to actually go out for the seventh. We had a real good opportunity. You know, we had bases loaded um, and, and and didn't cash in. So that, that doesn't help. But he, he's got pretty good stuff. I mean, you watch the game. He's got velocity. He spins the ball. Pretty tough to, to get a beat on. Gave him a couple free bases there in the first couple innings, but really got really good defensively as the game wore on and made some really good plays behind him. But I thought Garrett was – I thought he did a really good job of, of you know, kind of owning the moment, um, being unpredictable, and, and I thought his breaking ball was, was really, really on point tonight. But, you know – we always have to have some reason to criticize. And so as Garrett Cole is talking about his performance and getting the win in the opener against the Guardians, he was also asked, when the crowd is cheering, as you're walking off the mound in the seventh inning, so Aaron Boone comes to get him and takes him out of the game, why did you not tip your cap to the fans who so desperately want a nod from you, Garrett? The game's not over. You know, you got traffic. left with traffic, so... Um, it's not the most comfortable time to acknowledge the crowd, but I certainly felt it um, and appreciated it. And um, I thought they were in every pitch tonight. And um, what a wonderful experience to have them behind us. 
One of the things that I love, love, love about postseason baseball is the crowds are so loud, especially the teams and the clubs that we've got left, passionate fan bases. Certainly St. Louis is another one of those. Uh, but when you're listening to a game on the radio, even if you're announcer, and I do this a lot because I love listening to play-by-play announcers in baseball. It's my soundtrack of summer, and now it becomes my soundtrack in October. And when there's a bazillion things going on, the radio is a valuable tool because I can follow multiple games at the same time. So one of the things I love is that you can tell what happened by the roar of the crowd a lot of the times, even before the call is finished by, say, a, a Tom Hamilton or a John Sterling or, I mean, name it, Jesse Agler or Charlie Steiner. In fact, I was listening to the Padres broadcast when I was in my car on the way to work, and even as he's making the calls, I can hear the Dodgers fans go nuts behind him. So it, from his perspective, obviously, he's on board with the Padres, but I could tell instantly if the ball was a ground ball. It was going to be an out fielded cleanly by the Dodgers because the fans were so loud and the atmospheres in postseason baseball. It's, it's amazing. Uh, even those stadiums are not necessarily known for their raucous atmospheres in October. All bets are off. So pretty sweet. Uh, Cal, Cal Quantrill and just try saying that 15 times really fast, uh, allows four runs on four hits in his five innings. And he did strike out five Yankees. Probably put myself in a couple counts. I didn't need to, but, you know, on the whole, I thought we threw the ball all right. We just, again, you know, those big moments, guys on, uh, you, you got to find a way to get that guy out and, and give the team a chance to win. It was going to get, it's going to be hard to score runs today no matter what. Um, like I said, I thought they played good D behind me. We play good baseball. I just, you know, didn't keep us in it there at the end. This is the ebb and flow of postseason baseball. I know this isn't a long series, but it's longer. I kind of like the progression, actually. If we're going to have three rounds before we get to the World Series, it's kind of interesting that you have three games and then five games and then the seven games for the championship series. Uh, Stephen Kwan gets his first ever postseason hit. He had a home run off Garrett Cole. It was a solo shot, but he's really confident in the Guardians' ability to rally in game two with Shane Bieber. He's obviously our guy. He's our dog. Um, whenever we he, he goes up there, we gotta feel like we feel like we got a good chance to win. So um, today was obviously really tough, but I think that we do a really good job of kind of having a short-term memory and, and going out the next day and, and doing what we can. That is what you have to do when it comes to playoff baseball. But it's also the beauty of a series is that you're not out of it just because you lose one game. Though I did love that wild card format. The Indians have six hits, but they only generate one run, and they went 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. L listen to this disparity. This is kind of interesting. The Yankees go 1 for 2 with runners in scoring position. That's it. Rizzo had the home run with Judge on base. But otherwise, 1 for 2. Those are the only uh, opportunities they had were just two of them. Meanwhile, the Guardians had plenty, but they go 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position, and they leave eight guys on base. So they definitely can be... I think optimistic and positive about the fact that they did get to Garrett Cole. They just weren't able to capitalize. Um, but getting game one is a big deal. We know this. And Anthony Rizzo had the two run home run in the sixth. The guardians are a young team that has a lot of momentum and has been pitching really well and playing really well. So that's a, that's a scary combination uh, with them coming in after a big wild card series win. Um, so it, it, it feels really good to come out and, uh, I'll get game one. Let's talk to Chris, who's listening in Maryland. Chris, welcome to After Hours CBS Sports Radio. 
Hey, Amy, thank you for taking my call. And, and Jay, this question, I have a question for you. This, uh, even, and especially if Marco Poletti's around, I'd love to hear his comments. But anyway, I'm sorry, he's not in here right now. San Diego, okay, that's like my second city, but they're not going to beat the Dodgers. But that game to, down here in my market, Washington, D.C., was on FS1. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on regular Fox. You were talking about the TV broadcast. I know TBS had the other two, but the first Phillies was on regular channel Local 5 here. But the FS1 was something cable thing for the game tonight. Is that kind of something of what you were talking about, or what about up in your market? Was it on regular yeah, uh, they, these are nationally televised games. So when you say it was on local TV, quote unquote, it was on it was on main Fox network. So if that's channel five, were, but not the Yankees. No, no. Right. No. But I'm, I'm saying to you that it wasn't on your local network. It was on Fox and it just happens to be channel five where you are. So Fox and FS1 are the same company. And so they will be splitting the games. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So Fox has some of the rights. Uh, Fox has the rights to the National League, and the American League belongs to TBS at this point. So, yes, they will be splitting those games. Okay, I got you, I got you. All right, now I have a dilemma here. So I'm a Nationals fan and all that, So, but I love baseball. Baseball is it for me, you know, number one, number one. So I'm watching everything. But um, so uh, D.C. Nationals, who am I rooting for? I, can't, I don't want the Dodgers to win, and San Diego is the second city. I lived there for one, a little bit. Other than D.C., that's where I've been. But San Diego, I think, is one of the only cities in America. Is might be its only one in America that has ne- had a, one of the four pro teams and never won a daggone thing. But while I was thinking about it, I think Orlando, but only they've only had the magic. But I can't think of another one. But anyway, they're never going to beat L.A. They, LA just well, that's a defeatist them. attitude. I don't want L.A. to win. So that means i got to root for the Phillies or the Braves. In my division. Why don't you pick an American League team? We're first picking National League. I do it like that because I really did like National League ball, and I'm getting used to the DH. But i got to pick somebody to come out of the National League. Okay, well then pick a team that has players that you like. Okay. Because sometimes so when it comes to... Uh, oh, I should hold cool on. Too. Okay, I'll, I'll hold on, Chris. You go ahead. I'll hold on. Yeah, well, because I, I want your opinion. I need to explain this. So... I'm thinking, well, I don't want the Braves to win again because then they'll think they own our division. And the They do Phillies, own the division. Well, the NL East and, and the Phillies, I'm thinking, well, they're okay. Bryce Harper, Howie, Howie Kendricks in the front office. Kyle Schwarber played for us in, last year and gave us a lot of fun. Okay. Can't Sounds good. Dodgers, but San, and San Diego has no chance, but they're my first, San Diego. Well, then I would root for San Diego and stop saying they have no chance because that's the worst attitude ever. I... I know, I know. So, okay, what, so you see my dilemma. We fixed it. Nope, we fixed it. Root for the Padres. I am, but I'm just, <laughs> is it, all right, is Don't it wrong? say it again. It is wrong to say they have no chance, yes. Is it wrong in the, when it gets to the World Series to root for Braves or Phillies against whoever's from the American League because I should root for my division at that point? Yes, agreed. Agree I should root for my division? There's yes. no shame in that, even though there's the arch yeah. enemy? Nope. Enemy? Enemy. The Nationals just won a couple years ago, so that's no, okay, it, thank no you, issue. Thank you, Amy. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, yes, Chris. Yeah.
I'll just hold on. You just talk amongst yourselves, and I'll hold on. All right, we still have to get to what was probably the most dramatic and stunning moment of the first day of the divisional round. And Grady Jarrett weighs in on that roughing the passer <clears throat> call uh, that he incurred when he flung Tom Brady to the ground on Sunday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are li- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. Swing and a drive into the gap. Hit right center field, down for extra bases. Here comes Frazier. Kelnick running third, being waved in. Julio in at second base. A two-run double for Julio Rodriguez, pounding his chest. And the Mariners have a 3-0 lead. The look in by Verlander. And again, the 1-2 to tie. Swing and a line shot up the middle over the bag at second into center field. Julio being waved around third. Off of the ball, McCormick. The throw will go into second. Julio scores. RBI single for Ty France. Three runs are in here in the top of the second. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Rick Riz fired up as the Mariners jump all over Justin Verlander. I had this strange feeling in my gut 
that this was going to happen. I guess <laughs> here's why. Can I tell you why? After I read this stat uh, that was shared on social. So before the game between the Mariners and the Astros started at Minute Maid Park, I was reading on Twitter. I just kind of woke it up and I wanted to be uh, out, out of bed for the first pitch. And so I saw this from Brian McTaggart. He was charting the progression of Verlander in the postseason before and after. Now, he's in his 19th year as the Astros beat reporter. So he's seen all of Justin Verlander with the Astros and was sharing these stats. Verlander, this is before the start that we just saw on Tuesday. 0-4 with a 5.40 ERA in his last five playoff starts. Eight home runs allowed. So in his last five playoff starts, we're not seeing Justin Verlander, the Hall of Famer. We're seeing Justin Verlander, the 39-year-old, 40-year-old. Did he turn 40 yet? Now, before that, he had 10 playoff games, nine starts, so it won in relief. But he had 10 playoff appearances with the Astros, including their World Series. He was 7-2 and two with an ERA of 2.5. So there's such a stark difference. I mean, there's really a line of demarcation. And so after I read that stat, I thought, okay, I'm not feeling great about this for Justin Verlander. And I'll be darned if the Astros didn't jump all over him. Six runs on 10 hits of Justin. So he hung in there. They didn't replace him right away. Dusty Baker chose to leave him out there. Um, But the fact that, I don't want to say that, Obviously, they won, and he didn't get the loss for that reason. He's not the pitcher of record. But this is not what you expect from a Justin Verlander unless you've been paying attention to how the last now six postseason starts have gone. But he got the ball in game number one because he had such a phenomenal regular season in returning from the injury. A little bit of everything. They had a good approach. You know, there's familiarity here. Um you know, obviously, need to make some better pitches, but also got to tip your cap, and they hit some good pitches. And um, um, but that's the beauty—that's the beauty of playoff baseball. You know, we're a team. We're here to win, um, and uh, we won. So <clears throat> obviously, I have to do better True. next time out. Um, but uh, here we are with a with a game one win, and, and I couldn't be more happy. Mm, of course, I mean it. The team bailed about, and that is baseball, and that's how it happens. Nobody's perfect all the time, and they wouldn't be the NL AL, sorry, AL West champions. They wouldn't have been able to cruise to the best record in their league if not for Verlander. He did a lot of that heavy lifting. It's just the numbers are staggering from his last six playoff starts. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. So the Astros, because they've got a stacked lineup, they start to chip away and chip away. They get a couple of runs in the eighth, and then they've got ducks on the pond in the ninth. The 0-1. And Alvarez belts it deep to right field. Houston did by. Unbelievable. The Astros a walk-off win. Jordan Alvarez, a walk-off three-run homer. And the Astros stun the Mariners in game one of the division series. Incredible. The house of horrors for the Seattle Mariners continues as they mob Alvarez by home plate. A miraculous comeback for Houston. Astros win it 8-7. to seven. Okay, so first of all, 
I've done play-by-play in arenas where it's so loud you can't hear yourself think. Uh, and you generally tend to yell because you because th- you can't hear yourself. So you think if you don't yell, then no one else is going to hear you, even though you obviously are wearing a microphone or you have one in front of you. But but in addition to that, so not only and, – and I love Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. They've both been on the show multiple times. I tell them all the time how much I enjoy listening to them. But the fact that they are yelling and that they've, they're about to lose their voices, right? They're so far up into their like ah! – Incredible! My favorite part is when Steve like tacks on at the end and just starts yelling about it, and he's a former big league pitcher himself. I mean, it was utter pandemonium. I was also watching this moment live, utter pandemonium inside Minute Maid Park, and so of course they're yelling because they're caught up in it. The fans were incredible. That place does get so loud that you really can't process anything that's happening in your brain. 25-year-old Jordan Alvarez. Now, he's had a phenomenal season and obviously no stranger to this stage. He loves these moments. He has a you know, very slow pulse rate, I'm sure, you know, and he doesn't show excitement too much, and he has a high level of concentration, con- uh, discipline, and uh, confidence. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you know you got a chance when your Don comes to the plate, and when he doesn't come through, you're, you know, you're almost surprised. I mean, you know nobody can do it all the time, but, yeah, he's pretty good at it. Yeah, Dusty Baker, he's probably the last one out of the dugout and just his slow gait walking out to the huge scrum of which Justin Verlander was right in the middle uh, and he's just kind of clapping and smiling. And I saw the interview, so um, Alvarez speaks Spanish. I don't know if he speaks English or not, but he had an interpreter with with him and the first thing he said was how cool it was to be part of such an amazing moment like this uh, where the fans are so electric and he's thrilled uh, to do this for his family and just in general to be able to step up and and perform in that moment but really raved about the atmosphere there 41,125 fans at Minute Maid Park so definitely making a lot of noise as for the Mariners what they chose to do is use Robbie Ray in the ninth now Seawald had already put the runners on he'd hit a batter so that batter was on base, um, but it was Scott Service and his choice to put Robbie Ray uh, in a really difficult position. It was something, you know, going into the series where we were at, um, you know, looking at, you know, our rotation and where we're going to head and, you know, talking with Robbie about, you know, using him out of the bullpen as a bullet, so to speak, um, for that type of scenario. Um, you know, bringing in the lefty uh, against Alvarez, although, you know, Alvarez is. Uh, one of the better hitters in the league. But, uh, you know, we talked about it coming into the series. We talked about it uh, pregame today. So for service, you could see it all over his face. It's just the complete opposite of what they did in their series in Toronto or their second game in Toronto where they were essentially um, down to their last couple opportunities and they were on life support and then they rally from the sixth inning uh, and they're able to come back with uh, seven runs against the Blue Jays and stun them. So, yeah, it's baseball. One day you're the windshield, one day you're the bug. That's just how it goes. Marco just made a face at me. Okay, send your questions to Ask Amy or for Ask Amy Anything to our Twitter after our CBS or our Facebook page coming up. Lots of conversation about those roughing the passer penalties, including Grady Jarrett, who was a guest on NFL Network on Tuesday. And he- you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. He shared his opinion. Oh, and... So did Tom Brady. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. Touchdown. One man to beat him. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown! Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Tom steps feather something into the end zone. Touchdown! To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855 212 4227. The Buffalo Bills. Snap. Josh handles it. Back to throw. Pocket collapsing. Fires a deep one downfield. Looking for Gabe Davis. Makes the catch at midfield. He's going to sail into the end zone. Gabe Davis at the 20. At the 10. Touchdown. Holy mackerel. 98 yards. Touchdown. Gabe Davis on third and 10 at their own two. That's a way to start. Holy mackerel. The New Orleans Saints. From the right hash mark. Taysom Hill keeps it. Looks for first down, and he's got it, and he's got room to run. 50, 40, 30, 20. Will he get caught from behind? That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill to Taysom TD. 60 yards. See it all the time. You get past the first layer, and then you just, they're all in there trying to stop the first. Tariq Woolen trying to knock the ball out. Bang. The Kansas City Chiefs. 24-23 Chiefs. First down and goal to go at the one. They're going to throw it. Near side it is. Oh, a touchdown! Kansas City! Travis Kelsey, one, two, three, four touchdown receptions. This time on a play-action fake, and the Chiefs may go for two, leading 30-23. to The New York Giants. 6.23 to go. Game tied at 20. First and goal, Giants at the two. Wildcat. Wildcat formation with Barkley and Brightwell this time. 
Jones lined up left. Saquon takes the snap. Saquon bounces outside. Barkley's in for the touchdown, and the Giants have the lead with 6.08 to go. We have so many good candidates every week that it's nearly impossible to narrow them down. The, the rule we start with is if it was a game winner or if it was history. And you got to have a touchdown from a winning team. Now, there certainly were some we could have used from, say, the Vikings, who scored with a couple of minutes to go. Kirk Cousins, the QB sneak. How about the Cowboys? That Tony Pollard run got a lot of write-in votes, as did the Demarcus Lawrence scoop and score off the fumble. But the candidates we settled on, 98 yards, Josh Allen to Gabe Davis, John Murphy on Bills Radio. Taysom Hill and Travis Kelsey both had four touchdowns each this weekend. On Saints Radio, Mike Scott, that was his six, I'm sorry, Mike Haas, that was his 60-yarder. And then on Chiefs Radio, Mitch Holtis, um, as the Travis Kelsey fourth touchdown put them in front. Then you've got the Giants across the pond. Saquon Barkley right now is healthy and feeling good and has transformed that Giants offense. And they were able to come from behind by two touchdowns against the Green Bay Packers. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Next hour, we'll hear from Aaron Rodgers, not just about the trip to London. Remember, he wanted to be able to hang out and drink beer in local pubs, but the coaches wouldn't let them get out of their routine to travel to London early. And then they... Yeah, maybe that's what he was doing when they got there on Saturday because they fell off the table in the second half as the Giants were rallying and and the Packers have not yet been able to put together a full game for the most part. We've seen them play extremely well in stretches, but not yet complete consistency. So Aaron Rodgers from Pat McAfee coming up next hour. But there was a lot of chatter, of course, about the roughing the passer calls, everything from coaches to Chris Jones and Grady Jarrett themselves, the guys who were on the receiving end of those roughing the passer calls that were criticized and drew outrage and have now become essentially the poster kids for the NFL going over the top and destroying football. Yes, I'm using hyperbole. Well, here's what we found out. According to Ed Werder, longtime NFL insider, the NFL competition committee will discuss roughing the passer penalties after the season. Because, as we told you, the NFL can't stand it, can't stand it when something negative is getting all the attention. They don't like criticism. They don't like it when the uproar is louder than the excitement over the product on the field. And they generally do tend to be reactionary in nature. So the Associated Press tacked onto that Ed Werder report and indicated that actually when the NFL owners meet in New York next week, they will start the conversation. But at this point, they're not planning on changing anything mid-season. And here's one more thing. And remember, I asked you this Yesterday, rhetorical question, but according to the Associated Press, the league did not speak to officials or give them any directions to emphasize roughing the passer calls after Tua got hurt. And so you can believe it if you want, but sometimes they do tell their officials to emphasize a particular area or a particular call. But according to the AP, that was not a direction that was given to officials in the last week. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Grady Jarrett was a guest 
on Inside the NFL on NFL Network, and he still, uh, even though he's calmer now, still is is fired up about that roughing the passer call that he incurred with Tom Brady in the late stages of the Falcons' loss to Tampa. We can't roll like that. You know what I'm saying? When it's clean, it's clean, you know? And um, it's unfortunate that, you know, it cost my team the opportunity to go down and try to win the game, you know? But at the end of the day, like I said earlier in my interview earlier, it didn't win us or lose us the game, but it cost us the opportunity to go win the game, you know? And um, and that's all we can ask for is an opportunity. Mm. Especially when you're coming around trying to do it the right way. And, um, you know, obviously, being a pass rusher, I always try to be mindful by the way we get to the quarterback. It was a long hug, a long, unwelcomed hug from Grady. <laughs> and uh, he was in the backfield all day. So, as I said after the games, I don't throw flags. What I do throw is tablets. And uh, I didn't have one at that time. So he had a hell of a game. Let's all leave it at that. Tom Brady tells Jim Gray on his Let's Go podcast, I don't throw flags. What I throw is tablets. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Uh he's I mean, he's got a, a real comedy act going with those tablets. All kinds of punchlines when it comes to chucking the tablets. <laughs> and now the tablets are now 0 and 2 against him because neither one of them was ever brought back to life. Uh before that, Grady himself on Inside the NFL. And then on his own podcast, the Grady Jarrett Show. Uh, actually, sorry, not a podcast. The Grady Jarrett Show on 680 The Fan in Atlanta. He says, I'm still at a loss. I still don't know exactly how I should be pursuing the QBs. Right now, I feel uh, better um, as far as being able to talk and communicate my emotions. Uh, (laughs) After during the game, after the game, I definitely wasn't in a good space to, um, you know, um, clearly and just like really get my thoughts thoughts across and and just, you know, just feelings and just how I was feeling because. One was just in, like not a little, but a lot of disbelief. But I mean, right now, man, just looking back on it, I mean, you know, I still, um, you know, I'm still kind of left clueless, you know, what I'm expected to do in that situation, and you know, it's just it's clearly a topic of discussion. So I mean, I'm not clearly not alone alone in the way I'm feeling, and 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 it's just something that that just I don't I don't know what's the <laughs> yeah. next step of action, but uh, it's you know definitely unfortunate. So Grady Jarrett on both NFL Network and then his own show on 680 The Fan in Atlanta. And I think he echoes the sentiments of many defensive players who aren't sure how they're supposed to pursue the quarterback. And because it's subjective and because it is left up to the judgment of the officials and because there's no review, and I don't generally believe that judgment calls should be subject to review, at least not from New York. I said this with pass interference. As much as pass interference is the bane of my existence, I didn't think they should be reviewable. But maybe there on site, you allow the officiating crew to review. We'll have more from some coaches and players next after our CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.